Welcome back. It's season two of the Coffee and Chi podcast. This is Lori Lachan. I'm coming to you from our little cabin drive through in Stevenson, Washington, in the magical Columbia River Gorge. Here we specialize in coffee and food with an essential oil twist. Seven years ago, I began the journey of transforming my life with pure and powerful essential oils. I now educate others worldwide about amazing plant medicine. Essential oils are energetic powerhouses, and my journey has led me to learn more and more about the many energetic healing modalities that we all have to choose from. So the more I learned, the more questions that I had. I want this to be easy for you, so I bring you a plethora of natural healing alternatives so you can be empowered in your home. You can create your toolbox of self-care and wellness for you and your family. So let's get back to listening to our bodies. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Welcome to episode 23. Today I have a very special guest. Suzanne Fargo is someone that I've known since my childhood. She used to live across the street from me. We grew up in Orange County, California, and her sister was our occasional babysitter, and then Suzanne was just a few years older than me, and I always looked up to her. Suzanne's father is someone that I've thought about quite a bit over the past few months. When I was about five or six years old, he was my very first track coach. I remember him inviting us out to the community track program, and our community running was a very popular sport. And it was there that I developed a huge love of running, and I was a very shy little girl. But the one thing that I've always felt confident about was running. And until this very day, running is the one thing that grounds me, and it just really raises my vibration. It's kind of my therapy. (laughs) Because of Mr. Palmer's ability to always make us feel like we were just the most amazing athletes, I can hear his voice now cheering us on and motivating us. And I hope that he realized what confidence he gave us all. Such a gift and such a blessing in my life. Coach Palmer was an African-American and was also an L.A. police officer. I look back now as an adult, I wonder what life must have been for him, um, for, been like for him back then. Um, the man I knew was such a huge inspiration and he had such a positive energy. Just like her dad, I see that same light in Suzanne Fargo. If you ever get the opportunity to be in her presence, she has such a beautiful joy and energy about her. I'm excited for you to hear her story. At the age of 50, she has become a professional bodybuilder. It's been really fun watching her journey on Facebook and Instagram. I love her story. She was presented with a very big challenge and she showed up. And, and little did she know that she would accomplish all that she has already in the bodybuilding world at age 50. So if you are a woman like, like myself getting closer to 50 and wondering what your body is capable of, if you're wondering, is there more for me after 50? If you are wondering, uh, what does it take to age gracefully? You are going to love what Suzanne shares in today's episode. It is never too late to pursue your goals. And here is International Federation of Bodybuilding and Fitness Pro, Suzanne Fargo. Enjoy. Well, hello, Suzanne. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, Lori. How are you? (laughs) So I am 
so excited to get and dive into your story. Before we get started, would you like to share what's in your coffee cup this morning? Yeah, of course. Um, I am having a cup of delicious um, King Organo Gold Mushroom Coffee. Ooh, yum. Yes, it's delicious. And it's made with like um, the spores of a reishi mushroom. And it's super good. Like um, it boosts your immune system. There's a lot of anti-cancer properties. It fights fatigue and depression. It's great antioxidant. And it does not taste anything like mushrooms. So a lot of people ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, it has the best flavor. It just tastes like a delicious cup of coffee. And so that's what I've been drinking as I've been like healing from my pneumonia early this year and also just everything that's going on in the world, trying to keep my immune system healthy. So I have a cup of the mushroom coffee every day. I'm going to have to try that. Uh, yeah. Do you do anything special with it or do you just like add water and I put a little bit of stevia in it. So, you know, it just tastes like black coffee, deli um, delicious black coffee, by the way. I think it has a great flavor. Um, and I just add a little bit of stevia. That's the sweetener that I use. And then I put a little bit of the soy creamer from Trader Joe's. That's my favorite. <laughs> I haven't tried that. Tried that. Oh, it's so good. It's been on back order forever, but I noticed they just recently got it back in. But you should try it. It's so good. Sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here today and talk about your story and oh my gosh, I love what you do. So let's, um, let's dive in first to, can you tell us about how you got here to where you are right now? Yes. Like in my, um, bodybuilding career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm a professional bodybuilder and, um, I just started actually a couple years ago at age 50, believe it or not. <laughs> and, um, I was diagnosed with osteopenia. So osteopenia is pre osteoporosis. And, um, I had five broken bones in the last three years. And it was weird because I had never broken a bone in my entire life. And then, you know how you like kick the corner of the, the couch, or a piece of furniture in your house, oh, yeah. and you well, my toes would just break. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that happened three times. And then my husband was hugging me really tight one day and he broke my rib. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> and then I had bronchitis um, one year and I coughed so hard, I fractured another rib. So my husband was like, um, that's not normal. So you need to see something about that. So they did a bone density test. And it came back with me having severe osteopenia, which is not good because I'm way too young for that kind of a diagnosis. And what was so weird is I was not deficient in vitamin D or calcium. It was more genetic from my Asian side because I am 50% Chinese, Taiwanese. Um, and so my doctor, instead of giving me like a temporary supplement to help my bones, he told me that I had to do weight resistance training um, to strengthen my muscles. And he told me it wasn't an option. So at first I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you got to lift weights. <laughs> Are you excited about it? No, no. because <laughs> I was such a schlub, like just for myself personally, I was out of shape, probably the heaviest I've ever been for myself. And, you know, just like in between jobs and just that point in your life when you're in a funk, so the last thing I wanted to do was work out. Like I just wasn't in that mindset. But when he told me it wasn't an option and he said, if I didn't start doing that, I would have some severe bone issues. I didn't want to have that. So 
I hired a trainer at one of our local gyms. I'm, you know, I found the best trainer. I hired her and I knew if I didn't have a trainer, I wouldn't be accountable. So, you know, that's why I did that just two days a week, you know? And it was funny because like the first, I want to say like 60 days, I would just be late every day. Cause you know, when you don't want to do something. It shows, but um, 30 days. So I started in December 1st, 2016. And 20 days later on Christmas day, I was taking a picture of my kids, like sitting Indian style in the living room. And I sat up just a little bit to take a picture of them. And my toe kind of got caught on the carpet and snapped in half. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's how bad, that's how brittle my bones were. I mean, it was like serious. So I had just started with a trainer and then now I had to train wearing a boot for three months. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I trained with her and because I was an athlete and I ran track and field, as you know, when we were kids, <laughs> when you know, your body has great muscle memory. So after training with her for about three to four months, um, my body like totally transformed. I was very surprised, you know, and, um, go muscle memory. (laughs) (laughs) She said to me, you should think about competing. And I was like, what? No way. You know? And she said, no, really, I think you should think about it. So I kept training and I started looking into it and I thought, well, maybe it might be fun. And I was 49 at the time, going to turn 50. And I was just, I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life you know, on my 50th birthday. Well, one month from my first competition in August of 2017, I broke another toe. Oh, no. But into my first show. So I was in another boot on the other leg now. And I just had to keep training, wearing a boot again. And then February of 2018, I finally was healthy enough to do my first bodybuilding competition. And I won like five first places, which totally shocked me. And I just got hooked. (laughs) So cool. Now, when you, because you you started, you said you started with like two days a week and then were you like then going like five days a week eventually, that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, you know, personal trainers are not cheap, you know, they're expensive. It's definitely a luxury item. So I started with two days a week um, because that's what I could afford at the time. And I did the other three days myself, but I was like, just like any other woman that's new to the gym you're intimidated by the weight area you know there's all these like big muscly guys there you know using the weights and I didn't really know how to use any of the gym equipment so I had to like learn all of that and it is intimidating like women tell me all the time I'm intimidated to you know use the weights and I get that I I used to be that person but I just researched I went online YouTube was great and I learned how to do everything she would write down what to do and I would just Google it, you know, and I'd be like, okay, this is the form. This is how I do it. She would tell me how many reps. So two days a week, I was with her three days a week on my own. And then as I just got more experienced, then I just kind of like knew how to do it myself, you know? So then that's how it all transpired. And how, um, do you remember like at what point did you change your diet drastically at some point? Oh yes, of course. I was, I'm like the worst cause I'm a total foodie. <laughs> so the diet was the absolute hardest because I, I mean, I'm the kind of person I love fast food. I love Taco Bell in and out everything. So I was the worst candidate and you know, 70% of getting in shape, honestly, is the diet. Yeah. It, you could work out all day long, but if you don't eat right, you're not going to have the results. So I remember her 
teaching me how to count my macros, which is your protein, carbs, and fats. Like I didn't even know what a macro was. And um, I remember telling her, can you just give me a meal plan? And she refused. She said, you have to learn how to eat properly and you need to learn how to count macros. And I remember at the time I was a little like mad at her yeah. because I wanted, I was lazy and like wanted the easy way. But looking back, I thank her so much. She was such a smart trainer because it really did teach me how to eat. Like some, I don't think we're aware of how many calories we're actually eating. And, you know, especially when you're trying to build muscle, you have to have like, you know, a, a proper amount of protein, especially carbs and not too many fats, but you need good fats like olive oil and avocado and nuts and things like that. And I remember she kept telling me, you have to not use half and half on your coffee anymore. And that was like, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you cannot be using real sugar. And I was like, what? Cause my coffee used to taste like candy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that was probably the hardest adjustment for me, but I will tell you what really helps is once you start getting in shape and eating a little cleaner and start feeling better, I don't think any of us realize how much better you can feel. Right. Yeah. So it kind of happened organically, I'll be honest with you. It's just like, as I started getting in better, better shape, I was like, oh my God, I like the way I look. I don't want to ruin it. And I feel so much better. I was sleeping better. I had more energy. I wasn't sluggish anymore. And so it really kind of just happened organically. And it's amazing because it wasn't like I noticed it one day, you know, it just kind of like happened over time. And don't get me wrong. I still love fast food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't crave those things as much now just because when I eat it, I don't feel as good because my body's not used to that anymore. Yeah. And I remember she told me, like, um, remember I just told you I put stevia in my mushroom coffee? Yeah. <laughs> she introduced that to me and I almost vomited. I'm not even kidding you. It was like so horrible, like this, even the thought of stevia. And so it's funny how now the only thing I can use is stevia. So it's like, you know, I have totally uh -huh. into like really clean eating and just being healthy. And um, I just feel so much better. And you are living in a high vibe, um, in a high vibration. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yes, yeah. you know, wellness is so important for your body to be living a high vibe lifestyle. Absolutely, you know, it comes from within, right? Yeah everything in moderation. I mean, I still have treats every now and then and treat myself, you know, but I think it's all about balance. Yeah. So are you, are you training right now for something or how is with everything going on in the world? Um, how's that going? Yeah. So that's interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're living it right now. So, you know, when I first did my shows, I did two regional shows and you have to place in the top two in your class to qualify for nationals. And after I won both my regional um, competitions, I decided to go national. And then last year I did um, my first national competition and um, I placed second. And then I did my next one last August and then I won. So if you win nationals, you turn pro. So I am officially a professional bodybuilder now. Cool. So we're excited. Thank you. And um, I'm going to do my pro debut. I was going to do my pro debut to compete on the professional stage this year at the end of the year. But um, unfortunately, I got pneumonia in February. And that really threw me off track for this year because you really need the whole year to kind of prep. And I just, you know, for three months not working out, it just totally 
you know, threw me off track. And then COVID happened, of course, too. And then everything got shut down, you know, the gyms, just everything. So um, my plans are to do my pro debut in 2021. And I have a little home gym here and I put my gym membership on hold right now because me being here in California, we do have a rise in cases still right now. So just to be on the safe side, since I am a little immunocompromised from having pneumonia a couple months ago, right? I, I did test negative for COVID because my doctor did want me to get the antibody test just to make sure I didn't have coronavirus and I did test negative. So I did not have it, which was good. But, um, you know, having pneumonia is no joke. I can still feel the, the effects from it now still. So I um, started with my coach again. I have a great coach out of Salt Lake City, Utah, with a really great team called Team Hugely. And um, I started back with him May 1st to kind of build muscle. So I, I'm in my improvement season right now to put on muscle. And on the pro stage, I do need to, like my feedback from nationals was, I do have to put on a little more muscle in my upper body. Mm -hmm but my division is the bikini division. And so it's like the lowest form of muscle compared to like all the other divisions, but you still have to have a, you know, a significant amount to look feminine still, but also still look athletic. Wow. Yeah. So, and so that's my goal. So I'm currently putting on muscle and eating a lot. <laughs> Hopefully you get to eat stuff that you like. I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> perk of being in an improvement season and then when you start preparing for a show you need about 16 weeks to slowly start cutting your body down and leaning out and so I think I won't start doing that until the beginning of next year so I have this year to enjoy so it's perfect timing with you know everything that's going on to just take this time to just build and you know work out at home and then worry about everything later because I, I just certainly don't want to do a show this year yeah shows are going on though i mean the first pro show yeah the first pro show is going to start this weekend actually oh my gosh where is that yeah. at there's one in northern california in sacramento and then there's one in ogden utah or salt lake city utah so there's two and they just started back up this, these are the first two that are happening this year but you know it's hard because you have to get that spray tan you know for when you're on the bodybuilding stage mm -hmm. and you can't really wash your hands oh goodness you know not until you can wash your hands after prejudging, but you know, going into finals, but not going into prejudging. So, um, the promoters are really great though. They're social distancing and they're really separating everybody. Um, they're allowing you to wear a mask on stage. So the fun thing is all these, um, bikini companies that make our bikinis are making us matching masks, which is fun. Aww, that's cool. <laughs> and you won't stop if you wear a mask, which is great. So, you know, they are taking all the precautions required and, you know, so, so far we'll see how it goes. So the first shows are happening this weekend. You have such a positive mindset. Thank you. <laughs> mind sharing some of the things that like inspire you, motivate you and keep you in such a great positive mindset all the time. Yeah, sure. Um, I just really have a lot of gratitude every day. Like the first thing I do when I wake up is I just, you know, be still for like 10 or 15 minutes and just be quiet and just let my thoughts come in. I always have um, a little bit of time for gratitude for sure to just be grateful for like everything that I have. And also, especially for my health, because if you don't have your health, especially now with everything going on, you have Nothing. So um, I'm just appreciative of all the little things, you know, that I have in my life. And 
Um, I've had adversity, you know, a lot of adversity in my life, um, just like anybody else. But I always try to see the positive side because I think one of the most important qualities to have in order to be really healthy is to be adaptable because mm -hmm. life is going to happen whether we like it or not, you know? And so just being adaptable to what's happening and, you know, handling as handling it as it comes and not ignoring it, you know, whether it be a breakup or you're grieving from somebody who passed away or, you know, you lost your job. I always believe that everything happens for a reason, even if I don't understand that at the time. And it, you know, it doesn't make sense, then I do always know that. So I really try to just go with the flow of life. And if I encounter a lot of resistance, then I personally feel like that's a sign from God and the universe that this isn't the path for me. And I really try to just trust my gut that way. And so that's how I live my life. I really try not to have too much resistance, you know, in my life. And if I'm Countering like a lot of resistance, I try to step back and ask myself, why is this happening to me? What is it? I never look at it negatively, like, why is this happening to me? I always think to myself, what is it trying to teach me? So that's kind of like more of the outlook that I have in life, you know, because sometimes the higher power knows what's better for us than what we know. So I really try to just kind of go with the flow of life. And we all have you know, obstacles that we're going to have to overcome. And um, I just learned early on that I hate that feeling of resistance. It's the worst feeling yeah. in the world right now. And listen, the more you resist it, the more painful it's going to be, you know? And so I, I just know that I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And I just know that I have so much to learn still in life. And I'm always open to learning new things and having life teach me as I go along, you know? And um, nothing happens good all the time, but I know that this too shall pass yeah. and everything is temporary, you know, and change is inevitable. Like those are the three things I live my life. Those are the three sayings I'd say that I always go back to is that this too shall pass. Um, change is inevitable and everything is just temporary. So right. I just remind myself that whenever I'm in a dark place. I love that. Yeah. Suzanne, how do you feed your soul and keep your energy so high? I feed my soul by surrounding myself with things that I like and positive, just positive things, no matter what it is. Cause I really believe that whatever you surround yourself with, you absorb. So whether it's the things that you read, whatever you're watching, the people that you hang out with, things like that. And so I just really try to make sure that whatever I'm doing, that it's something positive that's going to benefit me and something that I'm going to enjoy. And I think as I've gotten older, I've learned that more because, you know, when you're younger, you have toxic friends that you don't realize are toxic, yeah. or, you know, and the benefits of being older is that you do realize those things. So I'm really sensitive now to who I really surround myself with and who I spend time with. And I really enjoy people that can add to the conversation or who I can learn from, you know, and I also try to watch things that like the media right now, I feel like is very toxic. Mm -hmm. I try not to watch too much of the news. Um, I think it's great to be informed to a point, but I also think that it can also be toxic right now, especially. Mm -hmm. And I feel it. I don't know about you, but like when I watch too much of the news, I can actually feel the negativity. And so I just try not to surround myself with things like that. And so I just kind of balance my day 
with everything. I love the Today Show in the morning because I feel like it's news, but it's also a little fluffy, you know? <laughs> There's some feel good parts in it. So I feel like I'm informed, but yet I'm not totally absorbing, you know, all of the fear that the media can also try to uh, communicate. So um, I just take everything in moderation. If I'm going to hang out with someone, I want to hang out with someone that I feel good around. And I think that's important too. Like if someone is single and they're dating someone just to find somebody that doesn't bring them down. And so I feed my soul with things that I like and I enjoy and that make me a better person every day. I don't watch like super horror or violent movies and things like that. And I just, I truly am advocate for that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I have a really hard time. If I watch anything like that, it bothers me for days. Me too. I'm like, I don't even want to go through that <laughs> for me. Like, you know what? Me too. And you know, I'm all for like, especially with this whole Black Lives Matter, everything that's going on. And I am part African-American. So I'm, I, I, you know, of course that I feel that as well. But I also feel that it, it kind of goes overboard to a point as well. And that's why I mean like everything in moderation. At first I was watching it and, you know, I scroll through social media as well. And I also feel social media can be toxic also. And so, you know, I give myself time to go through Facebook and connect with family and friends. And then I like to, you know, go through some pages on Instagram that I enjoy. But I also feel like if you're on it too much too, it can be toxic and mess with your mind also. So there's just a lot of negativity going on in our world right now. And so I really try to balance what I'm watching, what I'm seeing, what I'm scrolling through. Totally. Are you, um, with all of this, because I know where you're at, especially, you have been in kind of the lockdown for quite a while. Yes. Um, What are some of the things that maybe you feel are, what are some of the benefits you're seeing? I feel like the world, I just believe in a very spiritual manner. And I really feel like this is happening to everybody in the world, because I think we all had to take a step back from the toxic life that this world was just we were just living period. And I think that this whole quarantine lockdown has given everybody a reason to a slow down and B think about what is important to you. Maybe you guys, you don't really like that job so much, or it was a toxic environment or, you know, the marriage that you're in is abusive and you need to leave or whatever it may be, because listen, getting stuck with the same people 24 hours a day is a lot different than a few hours and you get up and go to work all day and you only see those people for even your kids, right? If you have a full-time job, you see them in the morning for breakfast, they're off to school, you see them briefly before dinner and then they go to bed. But to be stuck with your family or your friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriend 24 hours a day for three months straight is an eye-opener. So I think good or bad, I think everybody learned something from that. You know, you realize what's important to you. You realize how you want to live your life. You realize that material things are not that important. Right. And what I loved about this whole quarantine is it didn't matter what race you were, what your financial status was. It affected everybody around the world. Yeah. Celebrity, not celebrity. Like it just didn't matter. Yeah. I think we're learning a lot huge and i think we're not done learning <laughs> right. yeah oh my gosh we're halfway through and who knows what we have for the next 6 months but i've kind of been i don't want to say enjoyed it because that's not a great word but i mean i didn't mind this time because number one i'm a homebody so i was totally fine with it <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, go Netflix, right? And yeah. I got to spend a lot of times with my kids and my husband that I probably never would have. I did not enjoy homeschooling, I will be honest. <laughs> I mean, I always appreciated our teachers, but I think I appreciated them even more. And I think it kind of gave me a little bit of an eye opener too to exactly what my kids were learning and where their opportunities were. It, it really did because I had to homeschool my kids. And I think that the teachers are amazing. But I think when you have 30 kids in a class, you don't always know exactly every kid what's the part, what's their opportunities. So just seeing my kids and, you know, maybe what they were struggling with a little bit or what were they're excelling at kind of gave us an eye opener too. Like, oh, so just I think from A to Z, you know, just tackling the projects you didn't have time for. And it was, it was good to just like, take a deep breath for everybody, I think. Yeah, I know for myself, I'm finding, you know, just, I rethink, do I really need to go to the store today? Do I really need that item? Do I really, you know, all these things, I'm like, I'll make things work because I don't want to make that trip out. And just, I, I'm actually enjoying, you know, not doing those things. So. I think world's going to change business-wise too because I think a lot of businesses are like oh we don't need to spend that much on travel anymore we can actually do this on a zoom call and you know I just think this is going to change the world forever in many ways even going forward even post-covid you know once they have a vaccine but I just think it really gave everybody an eye-opener like you said is you know do we really need to do that do we really need that is that really necessary right kind of trim the fat yeah exactly well so Suzanne, you are such a great model of aging gracefully. Ah, oh, thank you. Something new <laughs> later in life, right? Um, do you want to speak to that? Yes. You know, I used to joke and say, I feel like they made a mistake on my birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't feel my age at all, you know? But I think, I think the main... Um, way to really age gracefully is it has to be in every way, shape and form. It's got to be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Like, I don't think you can just do one and not have the other. And so I think, um, you know, my favorite quote is God gave you the face that you have until you're 25. And after that is the face that you've earned. Right. Oh yeah. I love that saying. So it's like, if you're going to, and drink all day and not sleep and stay in the sun and you know do all those things it's going to show later you know or if you're going to do drugs all day or you know whatever it is and I don't it's not like you have to eat you know super clean and work out seven days a week I'm not saying that either but I think it's also like how well you adapt with life as well like we were talking about and I think one of the most important things that I think I try to do is when life happens, you just have to deal with it. You know, I've had both my parents pass away to cancer, which was awful at a very young age. And it was debilitating for sure. But I think you have to allow yourself that time to grieve. Just like nature, there's seasons, they bloom, the leaves die off, they have rebirth all the time. And I think that we have to honor our bodies that way as well. And I think if there's a time to be sad, you have to allow yourself that time to be sad and then move on. If it's a time to grieve, you need to allow yourself that time to grieve properly and move on because you don't want to not 
um, deal with things and have them build up. And then you take all of those issues into whether it's your next relationship or you take it out on your kids or, you know, it catches up with you later or it causes you to drink or, you know, things like that. So I just think aging gracefully is really just going with the flow of life because life is going to happen whether you want it to or not. And it's never too old either to live your life. Like, I don't think just because, you know, I'm a certain age, I can't do things. Like I told you earlier, I started my bodybuilding career when I was 50 and nobody knows really my age um, before probably this podcast. No, <laughs> um, And um, every, I think everybody thought I was a lot younger than I was, which I appreciate because people always tell me that, but I just don't myself like I'm 52 you know I just think to myself that I can do anything at any time I try to take care of myself the best I can and I'm not going to erase every wrinkle I have either because I think that shows life and wisdom and I do get Botox of course and do little things but I, you know I I love life and I think aging is just part of life, you know, and I appreciate that part of it. But I think aging gracefully is really just embracing everything that comes with that. Don't let life paralyze yourself because I find that when I see even like my friends or family members who um, have had things happen to them and they let it totally paralyze them, that's going to age you or that's going to cause an illness because I really do believe that disease comes from when your body's at dis-ease, right? Right. So. It's almost like um, people become that, they make that part of their identity. Yeah. You know, and even like, we've all had breakups, of course. And, but I know I've seen people where they have that one breakup and they they don't have that ability to move on. And it always makes me so sad, you know, because there's so much life to live out there. There's so many other amazing people out there. And we all just have to, you know, work on ourselves and learn what we need to learn from it and heal and then move on, not let it totally paralyze us. And it always makes me sad when I see someone that I love get totally paralyzed by a situation, you know? And, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've been paralyzed in situations before, but I try to find a way out. I'm like, okay, I can tell I'm stuck. Yeah. Like I try a self-aware person. I've worked with spiritual healers. Um, like when my parents passed away, like when my dad first passed away, I didn't really experience that before, obviously. So I saw a spiritual healer every month and I just wanted her to help me grieve because I didn't know how to grieve. I bought books and things like that, but I didn't want to bring that negativity or that pain into a relationship or not, not deal with it and then have it affect me 10 years later. So like I saw her every month for a couple years until like I just felt better. And I just think that um, that's just the way to age gracefully is to like don't age faster than we're like organically going to, right? Just handle things as they come because life, life's going to happen whether we like it or not. Yeah, I, I love spiritual healers. They're amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh my. I think that's so great you did that work. Oh, I love, I love me a spiritual healer. I wish I could yeah. go all the time. <laughs> I mean, I love all the gurus too, you know, and I listen to a lot of um, books, you know, on Audible or because um, it's easier for me than to read. And I just, I learned so much from all of those wonderful people, whether it's Deepak Chopra, 
Eckhart Tolle, Brene Brown, Louise Hay, you know, um, Dwayne Dyer. I mean, there's so many amazing people that I listen to that I've learned and grown so much from. Um, I love that you mentioned to me, which I did not know, Louise Hay, you said at 70, she reinvented herself. Yes, she did. So cool. You know, she's one of the pioneers of like all of the spiritual um, healing and wellness. And I love her book, You Can Heal Your Life. If you don't own it, you got to go get it. <laughs> so. Because glossary in the back of the book that whatever ailment you have, you can read about what emotion it stems from. And that's like my Bible. I look at that all the time. Oh my God, it's so amazing. And I found that book years ago. It was like 20 years ago. I had really bad bronchitis. Um, I know it sounds like I always have bronchitis. I've said it three times now. <laughs> but when I get sick, it always goes to my chest for some reason. But 20 years ago, I had bronchitis and we were on vacation and I was literally stuck in our cabin for like a week. I was so sick. And finally, my friend who was on vacation with us said, I'm going to take you to go get a pedicure today. It was right when I started like turning the corner. And um, I had a lot of family stress that Christmas because it was the first time my mom and dad had ever, who were divorced and refused to talk to each other. It was the first time they came to Christmas at my house in 15 years. Wow. You know, I wanted to make it perfect and I was stressed, you know, are, are they going to yell at each other? How are they going to be? You know, it was very stressful. It right. ended up working out great, but I just think the whole like leading up to the event stressed me out so much that it made me sick yeah. and it was interesting because as I was getting better from the bronchitis and I went and got a pedicure this was in Telluride Colorado this um, I went into this little cute aromatherapy spa and this like hippie girl was doing my pedicure she was so cute and um, she said oh you've been your friend said you've been ill and I was like yeah and she said uh, what did you have and I said bronchitis and she said oh you had a lot of family stress over the holidays huh Okay, I like fell out of the pedicure chair. I couldn't even believe that she said that to me. And I said, how did you know? And she said, oh, from my book, you know, you can heal your life. And she went over and grabbed the book and she said, here, I want you to have it. She gave me her oh copy. Gosh. Yes. So I, tell, I do that now. Like if I have a friend who's suffering from an ailment and I look it up, and I tell them, and they ask me how I know, I give them my copy. So I'm on my like 12th copy now. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. Yeah, I learned that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful book. That's such a great story. I love that. Oh my God, I could not believe when she, I mean, I was so <laughs> said that. I couldn't believe it. And she was 100% right. But that, that really um, opened my eyes to where a lot of our physical ailments stem from something emotional first, right? And I first learned that from her. And then um, Deepak Chopra has a wonderful book called The Happiness Pres the Happiness Prescription is what I think it's called. And it's a short one, but it's so good. And he talks about that in his book also about how um, when your body's at dis-ease, is where disease stems from. So he kind of talks about that too. So that's really where I kind of piqued my interest 20 years ago and I live by that book now. And so I just always give my copy away whenever someone's going through a hard time. And that's like my Bible now. So beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
Suzanne, I'm so glad we got to connect today. I hope you come back. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I love it so much. I listened to it Aww. and I wish I lived close enough to be able to come by the cabin for coffee. <laughs> yeah, someday when everyone's for traveling again. Absolutely. <laughs>